1: This episode of Shirt Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. That's right. Go to patreoncom Breakaway today to get access to our Discord, BSBAOT episodes, and much more. On today's show, we have our guest, special guest host Dan, joining me once again this week in Greg's absence, and then also our friend Fitz joins us in the post game. So the way we do this episode is we do, we recorded before the Florida game, the first half, and then with Fitz in the post game after Florida and after Igor almost scored a goal. Then, so without further ado, it's a fun episode. Let's get to Mark Massier. Here we go.
2: Hi everybody, it's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast.
1: Hey, Blue Shirts fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead, and I'm here with my co-host... Daniel, yet again with no Greg. It's like I'm Gerard Gallant and I'm starting Ben Harper for no reason. Welcome back to the show, Dan.
2: Glad to be back. Temporary co-host. We'll make that distinction. Yeah, yeah.
1: you're Ben Harper. <laughs> you're temporary left uh, left hand defenseman yeah. third. That's it. Oh, Does it hurt you to be called Ben Harper? I'm sorry. I mean, it's
2: only like basically we know something better is coming along the way, so we're we're going to get rid of me eventually, which is not entirely false, but it hurts a little to hear.
1: <laughs> it's just that the honesty, it hurts. <laughs> oh, speaking of her honesty that hurts, the Bruins are better than the Rangers. The Bruins are better than everyone. Um, the only... Th- it, it, Allmark was the first goalie to get to 25 wins, the fastest in history today?
2: The, the big what? takeaway from the game against the Bruins isn't, oh, the Bruins are better than the Rangers. We knew that. The big takeaway is, for the love of God, don't get the second wild card, because you do not want to be sent... To play the Bruins in the first round, and then um, even if you, you pulled off a miracle upset, you know, playing the 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 Leafs or the the Lightning in the second round.
1: It's funny because I I thought the Rangers didn't play, albeit truly terrible against the Bruins. Like I didn't think it was awful. I mean Ben Harper scores with like two like three minutes remaining or whatever. Congratulations to him. But the, I thought they stayed in the game. They had plenty of chances to score, but the power play was yet again anemic not really clicking on all cylinders I think it's one for 22 I think one for 26 oh I forgot those other times that I blanked (laughs) out of my mind so my apologies thank you so much and it 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 just seems like Gerard Gallant goes back to the well I will note for all those listeners right now we are recording before the Florida Panthers game the second half of this podcast will be with our dear friend Fitz and we will talk post-game reaction for the Florida Panthers where the Rangers are playing a third string goalie who will absolutely goalie them so uh very fun there But the power play right now, and I talked about this a little bit on BSBOT last week with our good friend Matthew. Uh, That's a little plug in case everybody was wondering. It just, I don't understand why you won't try anything else. Like why, why not just give Kako or Heedle or both a try on the top power play? Because, and I know the power play is good. I get that, but the chemistry just isn't working right now. Just try something else. You can go back to it. It's not a big deal.
2: Yeah. And look, there's, to me, there's two ways to try something else. Uh, one, the the obvious one is changing personnel, as we've discussed. You know, getting Trocheck off the bumper, probably putting Heedle in there. Um, the other one is doing something different on the ice with the same group, and you've you've seen that to some extent, right? We're seeing more Mika and Panarin flip flop. Um, their their strategy has changed because. Teams caught on that Mika Zibanejad was scoring a lot of goals from the Ovechkin office, and they they started not only um, you know marking him up, but they started shifting their entire defense that way. And the Rangers have what they thought was adapted to it, but it really wasn't an adaptation as much as it was just abandoning their plan and trying something else, which I, I think you still have to keep Mika in that spot. I don't think anyone else comes close to his shot there. I, I think you just have to do a better job of um, creating some space for him to shoot. Uh, and then the other thing is like, like you said, let, you know, let's, let's separate the the power play one, mix it up with the power play two, give them each a, a full minute and, and see which group really clicks.
1: And it's not only that, and you and I, when we hung out, I think I might've said this last week too, like the Trocheck thing. He's a really good player and he's fun to watch. And I, I saw this quote, uh, I think it was from a Friedman posted or something like that, but maybe it wasn't Friedman. But it, uh, nonetheless, it was when the Trocek signing happened, an executive tweeted somebody or texted somebody and said, and we'll talk about that group chat in a few minutes. Or actually, we'll leave it for minutes because <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's fucking crazy. Uh, the email said, chain. Great Email change. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> re, re, re forward. Uh, Trocek is a great player, but he's a bad fit for the New York Rangers. And I, I think that's kind of what I've been meaning to say for, for quite a while now. And I just don't think... Whatever it was that Ryan Strom had cooking on that first power play with Panarin and such, just is, isn't there. It's not the same thing. And Trocheck's dangerous. I'm not. I'm not discrediting him, but I, I do. I did say to you in person. I do think next year's Truba is Trocheck in terms of like scapegoats or 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 why will lose players or something like that. But but Vincent Vincent Trocheck has been quite good. He just can't figure out a way to actually put pucks in the back of the net. He's just playing a different style, and he hasn't found a way to adapt his game to what the Rangers do well and that's kind of not on him it's not it's just not that he's a fit he's a good player but in the system the Rangers run which whatever you want to talk about what is the system the Rangers run I mean that's another whole other concept and conversation I want to have like 40 minute conversation with you about in the future whether on this podcast or not like what is the Rangers identity but trochek just like doesn't fit that. Just yet, it, it hasn't worked with Panarin. It's one of the reasons they're switching up the, or Galant has switched up the lines for tonight's game versus the Florida Panthers. Boys to men has returned. There's VC is playing the left wing, Kreider's on the right wing, dogs and cats hanging out together. Mass I'm not really sure. Yeah, mass hysteria, my friend. So moving from that, it's just I, I'm, I'm unsure as to like why you wouldn't just try, like, hey, maybe we have a left handed shot on this power play to give us another option just to give it a shot. It's no offense to Trocek. Not trying to reduce his value. It doesn't matter what his value is in anyway because he's signed for so long. No movement contract clause comes in uh, next year, I think. Or it's reduced next year or something like that. Uh, not that I think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's getting traded. He's playing up to his value. But it is it just hasn't fit correctly. And I, because I said all this, he'll score tonight. So that's sweet. Yeah,
2: I, and I've, I've been thinking about this. Um, the Like you said, Trochek, if the quote was great player, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. He's a, he's a good player. And I think he can be a great third-line center for certain teams. I don't think the Rangers are that team just because of the way they're trying to to build their uh, top three lines. Part of me thought that could he be kind of like Cop in the sense that wouldn't he he play that right-wing role with Panarin and Strom – very well, in the sense that those those guys loved when Colin Blackwell and Jesper Foss were there. So you're adding someone that in that mold they all grind it in the corner, but also win draws and you know play uh play a little solid defense that has a little more offensive upside. Like, you know, there's a
1: fucking problem with this theory, Dad. He's a goddamn center. That's why you signed
2: but, him. But yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know, it, you know, square peg round hole. Uh, it's um you know he's not someone you acquired at the deadline to supplement. He's He's someone you signed basically all your cap room in the offseason to to be a foundational piece in this lineup and
1: cap room you did not have that's what's the so the most you surprising had it for one is. year and you
2: decided to give it for 7 that's that's the real problem
1: that's the real yeah. issue it's like hey we don't have any important contracts coming up do we oh what <laughs> <laughs> hold on hold on what what's happening with Kendrick
2: and the thing is that, you know people uh, said well they signed up for 7 years to get the cap hit down to a good number uh I don't know if you checked uh, Shana's um, charts today. Shana and Shana and yeah. Dom. Yes, he's playing exactly to that he, number. He's playing or just he's below. He's playing below it in in year one. This is this contract is going to age horribly uh, unless he turns something around. And look, we we hope he does. But uh, I I think it goes back to what you said at the, at the beginning. It's not. It doesn't seem like a fit right now. And maybe that's on cool. Gallon for not trying enough things. Maybe it's a little on him for not adapting his style to play with Panarin maybe it's uh, you know partially that Panarin's not quite the same player that he was when he was playing with Strom uh, there's a lot of factors but the the end result is we're not getting um the product on the ice that we will hope
0: to
1: yeah and this isn't me saying like I dislike uh, Trocheck as a player I think he just uh and I'm sure Fitz is going to say this later like he's playing like a hurricane not like a ranger <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense but it's kind of where it is. Uh, I had a great point I was going to make. Oh, yes. You said he's a great third-line center on a good team. Mm-hmm. That's Ryan Strom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ryan, you just described Ryan Strom. And listen, I know Ryan Strom has uh, not a lot of fans out there for the amount of nets he missed. <laughs> he did play through like a ridiculously hard injury in the playoffs that he should not have played through. It's one of the reasons our, I believe Artemi Panarin had such a bad playoffs. Because uh, he couldn't skate but it, i mean it, it it almost would be better if ryan Strom wasn't even at the net to miss that goal versus the lightning like oh, it would
2: it would have been better for him period yeah, nightmare fuel um the one thing i will say about trochek is that i think he's second in the entire league in uh ex- lo- lowest goals this is correct below expected right so you, you based on you know his play you would have expected him to score a significantly higher amount of goals he's supposed that like n- I think he's supposed to have nine more and, and that, you know, he hits the post enough where that could probably explain half of it away, if not more. Um, but, you know, you hope over the course of a season that balances out uh, a player, uh, a player like that shouldn't be that low. First of all, and no one should be that low, just statistically. But uh, you, you just got to hope that balances out and, um, you know, the results kind of meet the the input.
1: Let's talk quickly about Shayna and Dom's uh, models. I well, we should have Shayna on soon. I probably will do that um, to talk about these. But uh, they have the adjusted numbers. Uh, if, you, if you don't know uh, what these are, you can go to The Athletic. I used to know those guys. Seems like a good friend. <laughs> it's an X I don't text you up. And uh, they do a great job uh, making these player cards of what a player's values are. Now, they used to say what their expected value was so i think adam fox at one point was listed as 17 million dollars talked about it on the show something absolutely ridiculous and as of today dan i don't know if you noticed Mm this uh the high players are uh maximum cap slot or whatever it is uh leak max dan tell me that it wasn't that Shayna or dom got a message from the nhl or from from gms and said hey could you change that because this is fucking Uh,
2: so here's the thing i think there's uh and i'm not positive on this but i'm i'm
1: this is conspiracy uh, theory shit so just put your hat I, I on i
2: think there's something in the collective bargaining agreement that uh that defines what the max a player can get he can only get x percent of the cap i don't know if it's 20 correct so by if you're if you're saying anything more than that what the what you're fueling is for Connor mcdavid's agent to be like hey this clause in the cba is bs because my client should be getting, you know, thirty percent of the cap based on this. Okay, model.
1: Dan, but his agent is right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's
1: a, that's the problem, and that's why I think there was something sent over to either the Athletic or Dom or Shayna that said, uh, "Hey, could you change this because it's making us look really bad?" I don't know
2: because you know, for every uh, Connor McDavid agent, you have there's a the Jacob have, Uh No, you have like seven agents of lower. Paid players that are just like no we we need that money you can't put that all in like the same you know 15 guys pockets that has to be dispersed among uh you know 22 guys per roster so i you know when you collectively bargain something you're looking for all your members and i think it's going to be hard for any type of vote where you know the Connor McDavids and the the Sidney Crosby's of the world are like no guys shouldn't we pay you know, shouldn't we make it so like the top players can get even more while you we lower the league minimum salary? Most people aren't gonna go for that.
1: That's totally fair. And to for the upside for other Ranger fans out there that want to hear the good, the good news is that Keandre Miller is projected at one point three million, which is a lie. <laughs> and uh, I, I I can't imagine he would ever accept anything other than much, much more much more wait, money. Right. Got-
2: he's not projected to get one point three. There, Sorry, his current his value current, is yes. one point three. Thank you. Which is also wrong. <laughs>
1: Which is also wrong, because and, and I'll, I'll do it, and I can't believe I'm doing it on January 23rd. Jacob Truba's value is league minimum, and I just don't see that. I, I know how bad Jacob Truba's been. I get that. League minimum is ridiculous. Yeah, the
2: funny thing is when if you look at all the numbers, uh, his value is league minimum because that's the lowest you're allowed to give. But if you look at the – it has another column with surplus, and it'll have uh, either a positive or negative number. Minus 7.5,
1: and yes. his
2: surplus means that he should be only paid $500,000, which is below the league minimum, which is not as funny as Sammy Blay's surplus, which implies <laughs> – The Rangers, (laughs) by having him on the roster, should get to spend an additional $600,000 above the salary cap. That's how bad he is. Dan, it's
1: like you've been doing this for years because you were just transitioning me right into where I want to be next, which is Sammy Blais still on the team. Uh, despite multiple reports from many NHL insiders, such as Mickey Aid on Twitter. And uh, that's a, that's a deep cut joke for just me and six other people. And, but Vince did say it on his new ice city podcast uh, available every Thursday podcast near you that he believed Sammy Blay would be put on waivers. Surprise. Johnny Brodzinski was put on waivers cleared and started Dryden hunt today, by the way, as well uh, going down to going down to the AHL and scoring goal there. Uh, the Rangers were desperate to get back to 22 men they wanted to have $7 million as the trade deadline. They have that. Uh, why is Sammy Blay and Libra Hayek still on this team, Dan? You tell me.
2: You know, it's it, it's going to frustrate a lot of fans that you're going to see Dryden Hunt back out there who is clearly the superior option to Sammy Blay. And you're like, look, why don't we pick him up, send Sammy Blay packing. Um, Dryden
1: Hunt, I know he's been cut by two teams now. Mm-hmm. I get that, the Avalanche and the Leafs. But it's kind of like when BC left for other teams and didn't work out and he came back and he became a better player. Hunt, Hunt's a fine fourth liner for this team. Hey, perfectly fine. Right right now. let's let's do it. Fun game. You ready? Sammy Blair or Dryden Hunt? Hunt. Okay. Lecision or Dryden? I'm going Hunt. Hunt again. Me too. Brozinski
2: or Hunt? I think I think I'm still going Hunt although I kind of like what I've seen from Brodzinski.
1: Okay. I think that's fair. I, but that's three players and I think that's as far as we can get. There's no one else, right? Uh, where, where I, he should be on the team, like he's worth a claim. It's very strange. Yeah, and
2: and I think management has shown they the Ryan Carpenter experiment is over. They're not really giving Rydall a chance unless you know unless they have last minute injuries and there's already a couple guys out. So they, I, he's like the fourth guy on I, the yeah, list. I think dude. You're, you're writing them off, or, uh, I'm, and I'm sure Riddle is not happy that he came over here to play in Hartford, Connecticut for. For less money, yeah, it's uh, it's t- tough for him. But uh, I don't know. Should should your last fourth line spot d- dictate whether you're going to go on a cup run? No, but it- it's enough fodder where it- it's just confusing when you see the way Gallant uses his fourth line, the, the way he rotates guys in and out, and and we see that Sammy Blay is not the answer. And I don't know if there's some kind of uh, sunk cost fallacy going on with like well we traded pavel Buchnevich and we got sammy Blay, so we got to ride that out but uh you know you no know one to hold him no one to fold him and and i think it's time to fold sammy Blay.
1: like at least we have fun with labor <laughs> like at, at least it's been a fun time the content's been enjoyable he's got a cool nickname <laughs> he provides me with good gifts like He's high events. That's cool about Lieber Hayek. When he goes out there, it's either he takes a slap shot and we all kind of like, oh, that was cool, right? Hey, Libra Hayek took a slap shot. Or it's a disaster and we get to watch something like miraculous where the Rangers get scored on because Hayek just totally skates to the corner with a man he's not supposed to cover. Something like that. With Sammy Blaze, we just don't get that. He just killed, he murdered Julian Gauthier <sighs> and uh, stayed on the team. I, I can't I can't name another thing he's done this year. <laughs>
2: Harper has more goals. Yeah, than it's uh, and by the athletics model, he's objectively uh, not only the worst player on the Rangers, he's worse than having no one like that's what their model says. <laughs> 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 yeah, we'll get we'll get more to
1: this later. I want to talk about the boot trade again somehow with Fitz. But like if you're still bringing it up, like what are you doing? It's not like we yeah, get it.
2: And Ew. I am only bringing it up because I am is that what management is thinking because there there has to be some reason we're not seeing I, I is he is he the, They hold
1: on dude they really is he the hold.
2: The best practice player we we've uh, you know he that's ever existed and we just don't see it. I I don't know.
1: If Hayek wasn't traded for McDonough, do you think he'd be on oh, this team legitimately?
2: Um yeah, this is <laughs> this this podcast episode is giving me PTSD so McDonough and I can keep Booth going. And, uh yeah Goodrow, Goodrow game three, Mrs. Wide. And, and I mean, Goody's another one whose, whose contract I, I hated the second it was signed. But uh, of course.
1: We were so thrilled when they like they went and got him. I was like, great. It's going to be like a really awesome like three deer deal. He'll be at like two million.
2: I was I, like, what? I'm going to push back on that a little bit. <laughs> what? We, we traded like a seventh rounder for, for his rights. And I think the the second I saw that, I yeah. said to you, I'm like, this is a mistake. You're like, what do you mean? It's a seven rounder. I'm like but we wouldn't trade for him unless we knew we had a, a you know a contract to basically agreed to and he wouldn't agree to the contract unless it was real good and when he's about to go to free agency in 2 weeks and sure enough when it came out it was uh it was a oof again a great guy to to have on your team if he's on your you got- on your fourth line but like that's what you're paying a fourth liner
1: yeah and he's still a fourth liner but there are plenty of times where he moves up and like Grant would tell you the utility and he's been He's produced better than I, I thought he would. Credit, credit to Goodrow. It doesn't mean the contract's good. Uh, all right. right. to uh, we we wait on five stars for just a couple minutes here. But So Brzezinski's down. They're at 22. Trade deadline's coming. I've heard rumors. There was a rumor. Uh, there, there's, the Rangers are interested in a player from Arizona. I heard that from two different people. We'll see. Uh, I don't want to name any names just yet, but it's not good.
2: <laughs> it's not the one you hope. <laughs> don't it's, no, it's not the two. It you not. Hope, actually,
1: <laughs> it, it, it's not, it is not. He might've played on the Leafs in, in the past. And um, it just, it just feels like Drury is waiting to, to make his move this year because next year, Dan, and please correct me if I'm wrong. The reason he's loading up to, for a big trade deadline is because he can't do shit next year. There's no option to go trade for almost any player. Like, what do you think the Rangers are going to have its salary cap deadline in, in
2: next March? Like, a million? Yeah, and Maybe? It, it, the thing is, I, I have to give Drury a lot of credit for the moves he moves He's been he made so good th- since the boost year, trade. Last year, the deadline trades of Vetrano, Cop, Ron, I, individually and even collectively, I think I said to you at the time, I'm like, eh, like, they don't move the needle for me. I guess we're not really going for it this year. But those players fit the roster as constructed so perfectly. You know, Vitrano being that uh, that shoot first guy, uh, cop, you know, versatile playing right wing and center. And then uh, Braun, you know, that last pair became solid, you know, and and it was just is just kind of what the doctor ordered. And this year you're looking at it, like you said, and you're like, well, if you're going to load up, this is the year to do it. Because uh, as you've noted in other episodes, Panarin's you know, not a bad player by any means. But it seems like he's not at his peak anymore, um, and you're you're going to be saddled with contracts, and uh, and you're going to have to pay Keandre Miller, and you're going to have Lafreniere, and they, again, I'll refer to the Athletics model. They're all plus players right now, but they're all plus players because they're on their entry level contracts, and or or in like Hedo and Kako's cases, cases these bridge deals, and the next contract they get, it's going to be a lot closer to to even. Even value to as far as you know the surplus goes. And so you're not like you said, you're not gonna have room to, to wiggle around in future deadlines. So are you just getting rid of both your first round picks? Are you, you know, throwing an extra pro like any prospect that's not Offman and and just going for it this year, even though it doesn't seem like you're nearly on Boston's level?
1: You're not on Boston's level. But one thing I will always say the president's trophy curse is real. Doesn't matter. Like they are, I know how good they are, but they're good right now. Is can they be good in the playoffs? Because I'll make you. You want to extend the PTSD? I got you. The Kings were an eight seed. Mm-hmm. There's a the Blues were an eight seed. There are a lot of teams that are. Well, look at the Capitals. Every single year they were the President's Trophy winners, and it did not matter for a while. So no matter what the Bruins do, and I, until they until we're proven wrong. I just the playoffs of are a course. totally and, different game in, look, in all aspects.
2: You don't look at the playoffs and, and identify one team and say we're not as good as them. Let's not go for it. Um, you know, I think even as constructed right now, am I you know writing us off in any seven game series against uh, a Metro team? No. Um, you know, uh, well, are they? The, no would way. Be no. Tough to to beat Carolina again. But yeah, of course it always is. There are the Devils you know, playing really well. And, and, you know, they scare you with a lot of their young guys and actually competent goaltending this year, of course, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean you're not going for it. I'm not scared by those teams. And, and like I said, at the beginning of the episode, as long as you're not getting that second wild card, you know, the idea of facing Boston would be an Eastern conference final. And, and in that case um, you know, any deadline moves you make are already pretty much worth it if you get that far. Um, So, you know, I, I think like you said, you, you, you kind of got to cash in your, your chips because you're not going to be able to do it next year.
1: This is the last year you can cash in and we'll talk more about what you can cash in for in the next coming weeks because so, shockingly, we still have two months to the trade deadline. Feels like it should be a lie, but it's not. A um, couple five-star questions this week. If you want to leave a five-star question on the show, you can go to Patreon, subscribe, support the show, buy us a coffee. And uh, from there, you can leave them on our Discord. Uh, this one person named Jay Play left a six-part, or sorry, five-part, Question uh, that I will be answering as one of the VSBOT questions this week. So sorry, Jay Play, but you'll get it later. Um, this for Blue Gooders. Did the Bruins game say more about the Bruins or the Rangers? Could it be different had the Rangers actually scored on their chances, which they did have, by the way? But Boston looks in sync at a different level. Every Rangers possession was like a, a, a syphilis carrying. Oh, a syph- syphilis? This is, this is a <laughs> Greek myth? <laughs> C- oh my God, that's bad. I was like <laughs> syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> what what is this uh carrying the boulder uh to answer your question i, I think we kind of talked about this the, the, the Bruins are way it said way more about the bruins yeah, than the rangers for absolutely. me absolutely 100
2: you you knew the bruins were were good coming into this game um nothing that happened changed that would us putting away our chances of changing of course if you put in um you know every you know high danger chance you have the, the scoreboard is going to look a lot different would that have changed the way the rest of the course of the gameplay? I don't think so. I don't think the Bruins are a team that's gonna give up a, you know an early goal and then get uh, rocked or anything. So it's just a matter of you know getting lucky or uh, you know finishing off and potting those goals, and that's the only way you're gonna keep up with them. Because as you said, the Rangers didn't play horrifically, but when you're playing Boston, you're gonna have to play at the top of your game.
1: Yes, uh, actually, only one more question this week, and I think it's it's worth. Uh... Maybe expanding on just a bit, but this is from Adam Furlong. Any comments, stories, tidbits, or opinions you guys want to share about the Vox Media, SB Nation, or Blue Shirts banter? Yeah, I can share some stuff. Um, I used to hate Joe Fortunato, like, a lot. Um, And now Joe is a really good friend of mine uh, who I consider consider dear to me. And uh, Tom Ertz, who writes for multiple or did write for multiple uh, SB Nation, things, is great people as well. I think, in general... I don't understand. Like the tweet that pretty much said, "Hey, you gotta get gotta hand it to the Vox CEO. He's great at firing people." Like, (laughs) okay, um, (laughs) don't really have to hand it to him. Like that he properly commuted that communicated that you'd be out of your livelihood. Not gonna do that. I part of me is this. Part of me is the business person in me, right? Which is hockey doesn't do the same coverage as everything else. They just see they see it as. They were like, cool, this is an added bonus for us. We're going to try and move on. And I, But this doesn't mean cut. cuts in any industry are hard, no matter what. And usually you're losing something substantial, and I think they are here. But they cut everything, including Banter. And I know Banter was one of the, if not the most, visited uh, SB Nation site. And Banter is going to try and stay up, depending if they go behind a paywall or something like that. So that's still kind of in, in the works. But go vote on their poll if you get a chance. Uh, banter was one of the original, like, big Rangers blogs. So it's kind of like tough to see it go. I know that the time's kind of passed it by at some points where it's had all new writers and all, and people that used to write there like Shayna now work at the athletic and other places as well. And Joe is still managing editor there, but he's, I don't want to say he's taking a back seat cause he hasn't, but he's, uh, he's not involved the way he used to be. Uh, so it is, I wish the best for B- Bush's Panther and all the ESPN stuff. There's no good hockey coverage. Like it's kind of one of the part of the reasons we do this show unless you want like state media which is Elliot Freeman and some other stuff you go to the independent shows like Wheeled Wing us and some others where you can just find like people that are like like having fun talking about hockey and outside of that man like you and I fiend for hockey coverage sometimes like where do you go
2: yeah and I mean, it's I, hard. Know, let me tag on because uh, Joe doesn't even know who I am I, I'm not sure if we've ever met I don't think we have but I remember uh, coming back for I Coming back from school, uh, I was out of market for a while, and I got came back, and I was really starting to get into the Rangers again. And I would, th- you know, their site was bookmarked. It was almost every day I was I was visiting it. Um, not even just pregame and postgame stuff, but just you know, do they have an article um, about whatever happened that day? And uh, I think it's a, a testament that some of their writers have gone on to, um, you know, look at Shana, who's now uh, with the Athletic, and um tom tom urtz who i have met who uh i have enjoyed his stuff before i knew who he was um you know joe uh seems to have a good
1: mike murphy who roasted mm-hmm. for the ice garden which also yeah, got and, cut and
2: so you know hat tip to, to the, those guys or stick tap um i hope they find a way to keep going um you know they like you said might be a paywall might be a patreon which speaking of which if you're not on the blue show breakaway right patreon guys what are, what are you doing
1: Oh, I mean, what great, great call. I mean, before you do
2: banter, you got to um, come here. The, Just saying, the, the Discord <laughs> and especially the DSP OT episodes are worth it. Um, but uh, thank you. But yeah, like, you, you know, you and I have talked about um, other places where we get our coverage, and um, it's it's starting to to dry up to the point where you're you're looking at uh, independent stuff like Blue Shirt Breakaway, or you're looking at the Athletic, and um, little in between. Yeah, there, there's some stuff on ESPN or, or TSN in, in Canada. Um,
1: yeah, but if you're like following like if you're following the Rangers and you don't want like the best people to follow for that obviously are the beats. So it's like Molly, Vince, uh, Vince. Yep. yeah, Larry is I oh like you I have to click. click. Like I can I can't help myself. Um and Colin. Colin of course, who will tell you about the celebrities yeah, I'm and guests on this
2: show. Uh, you know, it's uh, but you do have a different type of coverage from beat writers. Uh, it's it's in some in some ways it's, you it's do. much better they have access they're getting stories that you and I could never get on our own. Uh, but in other ways, but they also and, can't do the weird,
1: controversial, weird yeah, conspiracy hat Vince bullshit that we do
2: uh, sat down and said, which Pokemon is each ranger? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <it's> just, <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confirm that Vince has but not it's done also, that. You know, Vince isn't going to sit there uh, and he has to face those players in the locker room every day and say, like, yeah, why the hell is this guy still here? And so, you know, there is. is yeah, that, why are you Bulbasaur? <laughs> there yeah. is that, you know, uh, kind of you know, being able to have that refreshing take of, of not everything's good. Or, and it's not just, you know, a little bit of struggle what, that you hear you and, and often Greg go on rants about. Um, and, and, and so I, I, I like having both types of coverage and uh,
1: yeah, it, it just just like slims down. I think there's more Ranger podcasts <laughs> than ever. You just like, <laughs> you can go find them, but there's less actual Rangers coverage yeah. than ever. If that makes sense. I had, um, I won't reveal who this person was, but you'd be all be shocked if I told you. I had I had a person tell me on a phone call once. He's like, "This is you don't understand. Like the Rangers used to have so much coverage. There would be like fourteen to fifteen people covering them on a beat, and flying around and do doing certain things. And then it's down to like four, and they only let those four in. So there's only like four beats. There's nobody that wants to pay for hockey coverage." other than the athletics slash the New York times. And like, I don't know how long that lasts either. So it's your independent people on YouTube. I can't even name a ranger YouTuber. I have no idea. I've been asked to do it a couple of times and I just got too much crap going on. And outside of that, man, I, I feel bad for all these people because it's good to have coverage of the game. And they just like, we just don't have that in America the same way they do in Canada and even then, in the Canada, it's always you know how it yeah, goes. What yeah. about the leaks?
2: Um Yeah, which is again just circling back to the original point. Uh, I hope I hope Banter finds a way to stick around. Um,
1: Same. I wish the best of Tom, Mike, uh, Joe, and everybody else involved in Banter, and especially and even all around SB Nation. I saw Steph got laid off Broad Street Bullies, and she like built mm-hmm. that thing from the ground up, uh, yeah. and that sucks. So I feel for them, uh, but if they can go independent, they should. It's just, it's not easy. It's not, but also you can help people out. It's the way it goes. Um, all right. I think that's it. Let's transition. So we're going to go watch the game. We're going to watch those third string goalies, Florida Panthers play the New York Rangers with Eorch, the and net and see the result. And then immediately after the game, we're going to come back in. It'll be seconds for you. We'll have our friend Fitz here. Uh, we'll talk about Keandre Miller. We'll talk about the GM email chain, which will definitely <laughs> be like an eight minute conversation at least. Cause I have so many questions. And much more. So we'll be back. Let's just go to a quick word from our sponsor, Transition. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Woo! Take your shot at even bigger NFL payouts and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Probably parlay me personally. I like the Bengals and I like the Eagles. I think that's a Super Bowl matchup. Just me? Listen, I'm a hockey guy, but that's what I would do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code BLUESHIRTS. New customers can bet five dollars on the conference championship games and get two hundred in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code BLUESHIRTS. That's code BLUESHIRTS like the Rangers, you get it. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. She's see show notes for details.
0: Back to the show. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein,
1: And we're back, post-game, with uh, Daniel and I, and also our dear guest, and uh, one of the kind, Fitz. Thank you so much for joining us, probably your 19th episode appearance.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's always a pleasure, thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, uh, what a fun one, huh? Much Dude, much better than recently.
1: I mean, much, much better. I mean, where do we start? Where do you want to go for, for, for from here, because, oh my god, the Igor goal... We're talking inches. Feet? It's We're talking feet. That's probably, it's probably feet. But it reminds me so much of the Ottawa one last year where it's like, he only gets so many shots at this, and are we ever going to see it? I really want to see it so goddamn bad. He's got it in him. I know he wants to take it more. And I know the coaching staff definitely told him to stop playing the puck as much as he did last <laughs> year, this year. But, boy, uh, fun game where the Rangers just got outshot. I thought got outplayed at some points and uh, didn't matter because goals, goals are what count.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously they played like shit in the second period. Uh, it was like classic Rangers there where they just every single time they always they always have to let up for like a little bit just to make things interesting. But, uh, yeah, they scored some, you know, some greasy goals. tonight. I actually I don't know, man, I kind of Jimmy
1: V greasy. That, that was, Thanks, that Sam. Was so
3: bad. come on. Don't don't Come on, don't Sam. get me started with the Sam stuff. I got in a lot of trouble. You last can't week. you
1: can't talk about Sam. You're banned. It's ratio. Bro, like, you'll get ratioed crooks. immediately.
3: I got absolutely <laughs> crooks on that one. <laughs> Oh, my
1: you God. were like i don't know i think sam's struggling as he mispronounced like a million names and everyone was like how dare you bro he
3: was calling ben harper the wrong name for like three and a half shifts one game i was like come on dude I, he was in in the building whatever stop i'm, I'm stopping before i yell that um <laughs> but yeah dude I, I don't know man i kind of really like the new line combinations tonight i don't know about you guys i kind of I, I i don't know like i'm
1: I spent the first half of this podcast complaining and bitching about Trocek and how I think the contract is a little wacky, wacky, and he's a, how he's a good player but bad fit, but he does seem like he fits on that line.
3: That, that, but, like, that's what he should be. You know what I mean? Like, that pain-in-the-ass, shut-down type center. And, like, vc has been really good defensively this year, and Goudreau is Goudreau. You know what I mean? Like, they trust him. He's going to get the rope, and, like, he's, pretty, he's a good player. Like, he's a solid player. So, like, I don't hate it, and then... You know, I I didn't look at any of this till just now, but like the time on ice stuff, since I feel like we have, we're we back to the end of Quinn days where we're always checking this again. But uh, like all the kid like Hedel played 16 and a half minutes, Kako played over 15, Lafreniere played over 15 because there's only one power play. You know what I mean? Like they only had one power play in the game. So to me, like I, I think we're slowly kind of seeing the switch already happen in terms of like, the responsibility going to the kids i think there's sometimes where it's maddening like in the case of the power play the first power play unit and like not having not having hedel on there instead of Trick. but like you know i i trust that the power play is going to figure it out i don't know i, I really like the new line combinations so that's my that's my point i like putting the best three guys together with prider mika and panarin like i thought they should have done that in game six against the lightning last year when things were looking bleak like load up your top line, give the kids the, like, offensive, you know, have them be, like, your scoring type line, and then you have, like, a sick checking line. So, like, I'm completely fine with what, what I saw tonight.
2: Yeah, I like them it, a lot. I mean, this, we just talked on the first half of the pod how Vincent Trocek is a, you know, a great third-line setter for for a championship team, and that, that hinges on the kid line playing like they did in the playoffs. But if they can do that and they can handle that second-line responsibility – all of a sudden, you have a, a you know a great first line. You have that defensively responsible, really, really hard to play against third line. Uh, and, and if the kids you know pull their weight, then all of a sudden you're looking pretty good in the top nine.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like it, that's what it really boils down to. Like, to, listen, Lafreniere looked really. I think he played probably his best game in what like two months tonight.
1: Mm-hmm. Not yeah. even close, dude. It's like, I can't even name the second best game. You know, it's not I, even close. You know close. when
3: I knew he was like, he was into it, is when, what's his face, that that Lombard guy or whatever, went up to like, he, he gave him a, a whack like a little after the play. You know, Laf had already got rid of the puck, and then like he went at Lindgren later in the shift too, and Laugh went like right up to him, gave him like a cross check. I don't know, that like he, he's more engaged when he's like involved and shit stirring, you know what I mean? Like in the playoffs last year, that's what – made him so much fun to watch was the fact that he was like throwing his weight around. He was, being he was a, a little rat yeah, to be honest. He was like being a <laughs> like a, a, like he's obviously, I don't know if he's as talented as him, but like a Brad Marchand type of player, you know what I he mean? He should be as talented yes, as Brad Marchand. He's, he's not he's the number one overall pick, but that's again, another story for another day. And uh, Galant
2: said it, I, I think it was earlier today. It could have been yesterday, but Galant noted how each of these guys, when they're not playing together, they all get much more passive, but when they're when all of a sudden they're playing together, there's no Mika to defer to, there's no Kreider to defer to, so they know they're just kind of gonna play with each other. And um, you know, it was it was great to see that uh, Vince tweeted out how when they all saw that they were had the same color practice jerseys on uh, starting Saturday, they kind of laughed and, and Heedles said to the other two like oh you thought you could get away from me but i keep pulling you back in and <laughs> they, they have this chemistry and uh, until i i see three strong lines that don't have them together i i want to keep this kid line together
3: yeah no i 100 percent agree like I, I i think i said that honestly like to Ryan last year too, about like the, and I'm not the first one to say it either. Like a lot of other people have said it too. Like I know Adam, et cetera. had was like one of the first people I saw to say it about them all deferring too much when they play with the vets. And like when they're together, they just play. And the thing that is great when they're together too, like they complement each other very well. They're like an unbelievable four check line. Like they just spend shifts and shifts in the offensive zone. Like sometimes it doesn't lead to shots or high quality chances. But at least they're just like wearing the D down. They're like they're they're keeping the puck in the zone. Like you know, Heedle's the shooter. Kako's like the grinder in the boards down low. And 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 Lafreniere can make passes. Like they've really. If Lafreniere can, well.
1: can create in the way I think he can, like we're cooking. Yeah. yeah. They like. You saw the Kako quote. Like they always go I'm always coming back. Like I, I keep trying to leave you guys, and I just can't. And uh, I I do think. That top line, I really didn't want to separate Mika Kreider and 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 Kako, but but when Kako's with Hedl and and Lafreniere, it's just a totally different situation. They play they play in another level, and and credit to Glant, like you said, Dan, he's right. Like they are they are not as selfish as they should be when they play with those other players, and you can see it when they play together. It's a totally different, they're totally different styles. Kako looks like he belongs rather than like he did. De- he does defer to Mika Zibanejad, which, by the way, and as you mentioned to me through text, like not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Mika Zabinojad seems like a pretty good player.
2: Yeah, if you're going to give up the puck, like, the way Galan phrased it was they were doing something bad by giving it to Mika Zabinojad to shoot, which I know what the message is. You want your players to be assertive, but like, hey, he's still Mika. And uh, we saw that on the power play when he, we finally ripped one home. A uh, great cross-size pass from Panarin. Uh, he had a couple of them. Tonight, uh, but the one on the power play stood out just because we had just talked about how the Rangers have to do something to get Mika opportunities that uh, even when the other team is is playing to defend that shot.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I, I don't know. This team is so freaking weird, man. Like, has it honestly? Like, what if if you were to look at their record today versus what their record was last year at this same time? Is it that much different? Is it like
1: I legitimately don't know, which is the worst part. I think it's probably worse last year. No, 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 it can't be. They were in first in the Metro, but the Metro is so good. I don't understand. Like I know they were first in the Metro in the beginning of the last year. I remember tweeting that out. But right now they're at fifty nine points. Like I think that might have been it last year because somehow the the Hurricanes have only lost nine games. Yeah, they've been hot on, they've been on 10 lately. They're fucking ridiculous, and the Devils are at sixty four. The, the Bruins are at 78. I don't know how that's possible.
3: Yeah, that, That's going to be my worst take of all time before the season, saying this was the year they would finally fall <laughs> off. and like be in the Yeah, be in the, Tom but, Brady's coming back next oh year too, God, dude. dude. So, in like, the, whatever. In the Bedard sweepstakes, <laughs> I was, like, genuinely thinking they'd be in the sweepstakes. Like, I, I cannot believe what they're doing. But I, I don't know. With the Rangers this year, like, don't you guys just feel like the expectations have really just, like, not like, taken everything up a notch? Like, last year was just fun. It was just vibes and this year oh yeah
1: there's no vibes this year none, it's like none at
3: all like they're coming they're, back. like everything Spain that happened every last game.
1: year was a good time
3: yeah yeah like the, this the, the vibes like come and go you know what i mean like they were there for sure when they had that comeback against the wild the game you guys were at i believe um dallas dallas wild jesus christ um same thing basically yeah <laughs> the west coast hockey doesn't matter are you kidding me um <laughs>
1: yeah you're not wrong
3: <laughs> um but but yeah, like like the expectations for the season, like the vibes come and go. Like I, I don't know, I I am a big believer that that stretch in what was it November when they just played just horrific, um, so bad, so bad. Like they 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 thought like we just need to get to the playoffs, right? But at the same time, it's like. That's not how this shit works, right? Like you can't just walk. Not in the metro. In the, if you're in the exactly. west, not in the metro. Like you if, can't walk. If you were west. the
1: west, you could be the Avalanche. You're sitting in fifth place. You don't give a fart. Yeah. Like you're ready to roll. Like as soon as the playoffs come back, you're 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 skating out Nathan McKinnon, and you're totally fine. It's like great, awesome. See you there. Yeah,
3: exactly. So like, I, I don't know. It's it's just it's just been a. They, they, they clearly thought they could like flip the switch and like you don't get that benefit of the doubt when you're a team that's never won anything you know what i mean like you you don't get to say like hey we're like we're saving it for the stretch run you know what i mean that's not how it works and it's like the you,
1: lightning are saving it right now yeah, like exactly. they're, they're still they're still playing hard but they're saving it
3: know when like like to 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 go to that next gear you know what i mean like so I think the Rangers found that out the hard way. I mean, they they were embarrassing to watch for a month. Uh, it was um, it was unwatchable. They were so bad. I mean, people who think Lance seat wasn't hot at that point weren't paying attention. I mean, like once once like Friedman, he was like two games for being fired. Yeah, like, yeah, with, maybe one. It, like, once Friedman and those guys are talking about like, hey, you know, ownership might be a little impatient here. That's like that's like ten alarms going off. You know.
1: Bro, Vancouver, they they told that Bruce Boudreaux was getting fired like three weeks in <laughs> advance. <laughs> they, like, they know when shit's up. Like, please do not think they don't know. Like, we could get to it right now because it's just one of the story, funniest stories of all time. But today we got confirmation about the, the GM email thread, which is like one of the silliest and funniest things ever. Like, there's legitimately an email thread where they, the GMs can email each other and talk on about... The block. Yeah, What?
3: Football what, League. dude?
1: Send a text message. What are we I doing? Have
3: more security for the fantasy football trades I put through. Are you kidding me? Than, than an email. That's it's true. It's definitely Gmail. It's they're all just like. L. You're
1: telling me that like one of them doesn't have like a Yahoo or an AOL account. You think Lou doesn't have an AOL account?
3: Lou is using the same computer George R. R. Martin uses to write the <laughs> Song of Ice and Fire. Books. <laughs> that, that like 1972 word processor. That's what Lou is using honestly it makes it sense, make sense. it makes sense when you think about it why he's always late to the party it's because he has no idea how to use technology
1: yeah he goes to their houses at midnight like he's like he's rex ryan getting bart scott in 2016 <laughs> like i don't i don't understand so, like sometimes is- some
3: some sports i believe there's like at least i'm not naive like these other sports do the same stuff you know what i'm saying with like um you know, like all these GMs talk to each other, and it's like, like
1: Brunson's dad, coach for the Knicks, yeah, exactly. and He
3: shockingly like, went there. <laughs> NBA tampering is laughable sometimes. What goes on, but like, but like the fact that it's confirmed, it was so nonchalantly confirmed, in that yeah, I, I don't even know. I don't even listen to that podcast. What was it? It was Thirty Two Thoughts, I think.
1: Thirty Two Thoughts. Uh, for yeah. For some reason,
3: I just turned it on because I wanted to hear what they were saying about the Boudreaux stuff, and they just started talking about. They just started talking about this. This. Email chain thing, and I was like, Hold on, hold on, this can't be real. And they, and I listened to it like two or <laughs> no, three times, it was real. It was real.
1: No, buddy, it's super real. Uh, let's, uh, I, I can't even believe it. Let's get to your boy, Keandre Miller, because I think it's time. Boy, can we afford him? I guess that's my first question.
3: I mean, they better be able to afford him. Are you kidding? You don't let people like him leave. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't, you, you can't. Him, him, and him and Hedl are like the two biggest priorities for the team right now, in my opinion. Right? Like I, I'm sure you guys agree. This is
1: I, this is the greatest conversation because it's like rank your trade value among the kids. And, and boy, I mean, like Lafreniere, I still think is like fourth. He's on that like, that like list. a
3: comfortable fourth.
1: I, it's sickening because it's. it's I, I I can make the case for Caco, but I think you're right. Where it's like Heedle Miller is tier one, then Caco Lafreniere, but it's like. Kako is tier two by himself. Yeah, but you know what the thing it's is l-
3: it, with Kako is, like, if, if he's not scoring, I'm not worried about him anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's yep. like if the points aren't coming out, I, I know the rest of his game isn't going to fall off.
1: He is a certified top six right wing. Correct.
3: And, and like, the same goes for Heedle, to be honest. Like, at this point, I, I think Heedle might be, like, my third p- favorite player on the team. I just have, like, so much respect for what he's done since the playoffs started last year. Um And he's another one where it's like, even if he's not scoring, he's probably like their best for checking forward right now. Like he's just always making shit happen. And then, yeah. He's a
1: completely different player.
3: Completely different player. I mean, listen, I know everyone likes to give Gallant a lot of crap, and rightfully so a lot of times, but I I give him a lot of credit for that whole play like Mika thing with Hedl last year. Because I genuinely think that might have saved Hedl's career.
1: Yeah, the only thing that Hedl doesn't do that Mika does is have that nasty, like, shot. But he's much more creative and much faster than Mika Zibinijad. He's a better skater. He's a better forechecker. But Mika's a more intelligent player. Like, you'll see it when Mika does... Does uh, I think Mika's defensive game has been super underrated, and even by the analytics, where he's just like... In, he does the Adam Fox style of defense, where he's in the right position in the right place at the right time to, to have a takeaway or at a key moment. And he kind of saves himself as well for for the moments that matter the most whereas philipito's like um i'm still super young and i'm fast as shit so that's what i'm gonna do
3: yeah no i agree i mean t- to me he he'll like he'll just shoots now all the time which i love like he used to he used to never really shoot i, I don't know I, he's just a completely different player i love him i think they need to keep him i was never even that big of a fan of him before like the last few months i just have become a, a real big fan of his game but I don't know, with Keandre, they better be able to afford to keep him, man. Like, you, you can't let that guy leave. He's the pillar. It's him and Fox. It should be him and Fox for the rest of the decade back there. I think,
1: it's him and Fox for the next 15 yeah, years, It sounds let fucking
2: awesome. leave, You start attaching assets to the to the Barkley Goodros of the world to, to clear up that space. Yeah.
3: You you like the Vince McMahon gif when he's in the hospital with the ankle and Stone Cold just starts beating him up like that's gonna be Chris Drury with, with Goodrow at the end of the year like long term IR long-term they're
2: gonna IR. do whatever happened to Kevin Klein yeah. and then yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly
1: <laughs> we don't talk about it I'm just saying it's crazy we don't talk about it. he mysteriously retired and then played overseas it's very weird. Uh, but, but yeah, you have to imagine, like, I just don't know how they make the cap work. I've seen some of it, but it's like everyone except the bare minimum. You think like, everyone's going to be cool with that. I just don't yeah,
3: like the, the one thing I, I, I saw, I can't remember who, but I saw someone mention like, if you're Keandre, right? Like, you know, you're, you're sought after, right? Like you, your play has from pretty much February, like this around this time last year until now, um, your stock has only risen through the roof. So like I saw some people saying like, Hey, maybe he takes like a two three year bridge deal and then like waits to get back into it, you know, eat up a couple RFA years. And then he gets to cash in again when the cap really goes up, which, you know, personally, if I was like a player or an agent, that's what I would be. I would do yeah, that. That's what I would be doing all the time right now. Like taking those, you know, like in baseball, those short term, high AV contracts and then cashing in like, a second time or even like NBA players do a lot now. Um, but like, if, if I were the Rangers, I'd be like seven, eight years. What do you want? Like, what do you want for those years? Like, we got to get you in. You can't let guys like that become a cap casualty.
1: No, you have to offer him like, hey, eight years, five point five million. You down? Then, like, if he accepts, it's like an absolute bargain. I would never let him accept if I was his agent. Well, I, like I would big. slap uh, that no. shit
3: right out of the, out of his hands. I'd be like, "You're not I'd like you that. take
1: two point five now. We're take we're getting eight or nine. from uh, the would new you cap 7 ceiling. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd be be like seven
2: by like, seven right think, now. Yeah, uh, no yeah, question. I yeah, I think that I think we we no question. It's only
3: going to go up. It's only going to go up.
2: Yeah, price is yeah, going especially up.
3: Especially once like we said, once the cap
2: in, and we think it's going to be two years. You know, the percentage of the cap you, you take up is going to go down with the same number. So if if I'm if I'm a GM, I'm trying to get my young talent locked up for a long time in the next year, uh, and hoping that the cap does rise. Now, as Fitz said, if you're uh, if you're a player who already knows you have a bright future, you know you didn't have a fluky year. I'm probably taking a bridge deal right now for two years, and then. Then I'm ready to go as soon as the cap like jumps for the first time in,
3: in how long? Yeah, half a decade because this league is. Pathetic uh, I mean, sometimes.
2: COVID. I mean, you can't you can't take away the like gates from everyone and then say, True. hey, what the hell is this league's problem? Like their main source of revenue was cut, and um, you know, not to not to defend Bettman and, and the league too much, but that was that was just an unknown that um you couldn't have planned for league or team wise with the with the cap and i think uh if not for keeping the cap flat you you couldn't have functioned because otherwise you would have had the cap would have went down right after covid which and teams wouldn't have been able to field teams because of the contracts already already on the books
1: yeah dan we get it you love billionaires bro like
2: dan
0: Dan drager wow
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah unbelievable you actually love the bill i you make a great point and yeah. and and financially that makes Notorously sense but you also love billionaires podcast, is what i want to say
2: yeah
3: <laughs> i will say one, one i love vox one thing- <laughs> oh, <boy>. uh, brian <laughs> why do you always do this when i come on the shows? god damn it um- no
1: I, I i said i said nice things about SB nation and everything before the break so don't trust me okay, on that all one all
3: right one, one thing i'm gonna ask you guys like Dan, dan's Point about the the cap jump just has me thinking already. Like, like, what do you think Fox would go for if, if he had to do it again in like two two three oh, years? What would he get now? The answer
1: is legitimately twelve million dollars. <laughs> I I I, I, I mean, like I say that and it sounds stupid, but the answer is it seriously twelve million dollars. Might be, it might be oh, yeah.
2: depending on how much of the jump, and you're only looking at UFA years. And the the funny thing was we we joked uh, okay uh, on the first half that Foxes uh, in, in the player cards by Shane and Dom Foxes. Uh, project or what he should be receiving is the league maximum, and then I saw the first goal, and I was like, "That's not high enough."
1: There, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. He does it all the time too. The the overtime winner. It's like, how do you do that backhand? But let's let's get really sicko shit. Hey, Jackie, Hughes doesn't the sign last year. What does he sign for devil's today? The has got a steal.
3: Oh boy, he's getting at least ten, right?
1: Y- yes, he he would get ten point five, easy. Today in this this cap, how could you not give it to him?
3: <laughs> it's like,
1: wow, eight eight million. Great job by, great job by your. I'll original. I'll tell you what. But, there's
3: gonna be some really really bitter ex players in a couple of years when they start seeing some of the the money that these guys are gonna start getting. Like if the cap truly jumps the way it should a- after this this whole COVID, you know, suppression of it basically for two, three or four years. It's been a while now, Jesus. Um, but yeah, like like. A guy, a, what, I mean, McDavid's.
1: Well, I have a fun game for you, Fitz. Ready? We'll, we'll do this. What's career? What's Sidney Crosby's career oh, it's earnings? Discuss-
3: Dude, he's. I, I, I've looked at this before. You, you want to? You know want to know why? Because after McKinnon signed the extension, I just immediately was like, "What am I going to say now when when I talk about NHL salaries compared to other sports?" I was like, "I lost my my bread and butter." Um And I looked at. Crosby, you can still talk about and it. And I looked at Crosby it's disgusting what that guy's been getting paid for. It's been like 10 years now.
1: I, it, yeah. The answer he's been, he's been playing for, uh, since he was 18, I believe he's 34. Now he's made $150 million. Oh my
3: God. Oh my God. One so he's, 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 he's been the, you should have triple that.
1: He's been the best player of the league for, for 14 well, fucking years.
2: <laughs> he
3: kept taking the 8.7. Uh, at
2: first, I think the first time he signed it, it was like, Oh yeah, that's about what he should make. And then it was like, I'm superstitious and have enough money. Uh, this is like a you know kind of like a Brady thing where he's like, um, "I'm going to be okay." Why don't we give some of the money to to reinforcements so my team can be? I mean, he's not even the highest paid player on his own team for a lot of his career.
1: Dude, McDavid took a discount too. He like, dude, he was like, ah, uh, the team was like, "Hey, man, we can't give you the full, even though you're the best player on the planet, because uh, we got to get put a team <laughs> around you." And then they didn't put a team well, around because we
3: got just. I, I, d- NHL players are so dumb sometimes with this stuff. It's like, why do you yeah. believe these guys when they say this stuff? Because their their actions are right there. Like like Mike Smith was their goalie for like three years after he signed that contract. He was the goalie when he signed it, I'm pretty sure. It's like, what are you thinking? That's going to get better? That these, these guys are going to like live up to their promise? What was the contract they signed? The James Neal one? The Lucic one? I mean, it's just...
1: Oh my God, the Lucic one is unbelievable. Oh my God,
3: it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just embarrassing. These guys just need to start... I mean, it'll never happen just because the way the way the sport is and the way you grow up in it. But I, I don't know. One of these days, some I'm I'm hopeful that like this new generation of players, like a Jack Hughes, like a Z-Gross, they don't give. They just don't care about that stuff anymore. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, listen, if you, if you're not gonna put a winner around, like I'm out of here. Like I'm not taking. I think t-
1: I think you kind of saw that with Eichel, right? Like other other than the medical stuff, yeah. Uh, and now he's. In- and now he's in Vegas, and, of course, now um All right, But Buffalo's that, that medical good. stuff was
3: kind of
2: a big <laughs> so, thing. Let's not just gloss over it as uh, some, yeah, someone but, was like, hey, uh, I'm worried about my long-term health. Can I please have surgery? And they were like, no, you can't. <laughs> no, yeah.
3: But also, it goes hand-in-hand, hand, like them taking more control over their own careers. You know what I mean? Instead of, like, always doing, like, what's best for the team, what the team says, what the doc, you know what I mean? Like, having a little bit of, like, Hey, like I know my body, I know who I am, like I know what's best for me. you know like they're just there's just like that mindset in general just because like that that way you don't get a guy like Connor McDavid who is literally the best hockey player we will ever see in our lives uh, wasting away in Edmonton on a team that might not make the playoffs and one of the worst divisions the league has had. In, like, do you think the,
2: do you think the player empowerment make era sense? of the NHL is just lagging behind uh, like the NBA or does it never come because that's just not the culture?
3: I think it – I don't think it ever comes to the extent it's come in the NBA just because, like, definitely the culture has something to do with it, but also the fact that there's just so many more guys on a hockey team, right? Like, so, you know, like, just Jay Crowder is, like, the first guy who comes up to my mind who, like, hasn't played a game this season because he's waiting for – um, he's waiting for basically – um, To get traded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So – you know, like, that wouldn't work for, I, I don't know, Bart, Yeah, like, the NHL but, equivalent you know I mean? Although, of Jay Crowder. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: Well, also in the NBA, you, like, can take games off. You're like, I'm actually feeling pretty worn down. For the next stretch, I'm going to take a game off. You take a game off in hockey, you're, like, you're blackmailed. Like, that's it. Like, you're, you're out of it. Yeah, you it. can't take a game off. Turn, you, have but to, you're, you have to go out there with
2: just, your hurt You're just, like, hand look down upon.
1: You're that's not allowed. you
2: have learned this year. <laughs>
1: yeah, Jacob Truba. Yeah, Jacob Truba. <laughs> Oh, man. So There's a of stuff kills me. Uh, so it's it's like, just, we, I
3: mean, it's like, it, it's just... What do we doing? Yeah, exactly. It's like, what, what's the point here?
1: What's the point? Uh, yeah, I think what you said earlier, and I kind of go back to it with the, the good vibes from last year and this team. This team is a wave comparatively to last year where it's like the ups and downs are really high. It's like, hey, but even actually, I, that's kind of a lie because even during the streak when they were, what was it, 13, 2 and 2, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't know, is this team okay? Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Is this team good? They're only third in the Metro, the best division in sports. I actually, when I say in sports, like I'm like, oh, is that true? And I think it might be. Maybe the NFC, NFC East in football. But outside of that, it's like, this is the most competitive division in all sports and still. And they're winning, they're in third place, they have good records, they have gritty wins, they look like shit a lot of the time to still pull it out. And I'm, i still ask myself, yeah, like and I'm not sure if this team has it, enough. I, the, the I just don't know if of it does own
2: success in last playoffs because if they get knocked out in game seven yes. against Pittsburgh, we don't come in with nearly the expectations, right? It's it's just uh we, we have to be improving and we hope that the, the kids are improving while our stars don't decline too bad but let's do another incremental step let's win another you know one or maybe two playoff series and we went you know we were up 2-0 in the Eastern Conference finals so now people are like well you got to make the cup this year because uh, as we alluded to uh, in the first half of the pod we're, we're about to hit a pretty big financial block where you're not going to be able to add to this team so it's looking like this is the year because for a while we've been saying okay, it doesn't matter how long you sign Gudrow for. It doesn't matter how long you sign Trocek for because you're only looking at a very small window. And I got to tell you, that window's closing really fast. And just imagine where this team yeah. is without that 13-2-2 stretch run because heads would be rolling.
3: Yeah, oh yeah, it, it's definitely, you know... Uh... I, ha- I have to do it, Ryan. I'm gonna get it in now. Uh, it, it it really go, does go. remind uh. me of, of what's happening with the Warriors. I re- I re- I re- <laughs> Perfect. Thank <laughs> you, thank yeah. you. I've
1: been. Uh, I'll do the Mets next, just to fill in for Greg. So you go ahead.
3: Right, I-, I had to do it. Everyone can jerk at home. Um, <laughs> but like, like the, t- the whole two timeline plan. You know what I mean? Like, there's it's not an apples to apples comparison because like the Warriors had three rings to like bank their success off of with their veterans, but like. You just see it now, like, the the how hard it is to, like, toggle that line between the two, whether it's the Rangers with, like, you know, the whole hedl Trocheck situation or even, you know, Lafreniere having two left-wingers blocking him. Like, you know, young guys who go to – young guys who go, to, like, in the lottery, in the draft, are usually going to shit teams. And it's okay that they play through their mistakes and that they stink it up because that's what's expected of them. You're not expected to win. You know, the model has always been, like, what the Penguins did, what the Blackhawks did, what the Kings did, where you draft your guys high, you take your lumps for a couple of years, you make a noise in a playoff run, then you start adding veteran pieces while, you know, the young guys are still pretty cheap. Um, and, like, even, even with the Warriors this year, it's the same thing, where, like, you know, the young guys aren't ready to take those roles yet. And, like, even with the Rangers, there were – I don't – like – the role it's hard to ask young guys to play in a, you know, laugh, for, laugh is the biggest one that comes to mind. It's hard to ask a young guy who his entire life has been the guy on every team he's played on to basically play a third line checking role. A lot of the time. Right. Or like in the, in the Warriors case, you know, asking Moses Moody to be a three and D like wing who can guard Luca Doncic and Damian Lillard and all these different guys. Like it's hard to ask that of young guys. So you know, I, I just think, like like you said, Dan, like, I think people don't – I said this last year when they lost in the playoffs that, like, I'm very optimistic about the future of the team due to the youth, but I don't want last year to be, like, a missed opportunity that you harp back on for years. And, like, I, I don't think it, enough people kind of understood at the time what that meant, and, like, like the Trocheck signing only adds to it. Like, all these things add to it. So, you know, it's a really interesting time for the team And like, the rest of the season is going to be, I mean, pretty much. So the trade deadline is going to be nonstop speculation about what they're going to do, what who they're going to add, what they're looking to do the long term plan. Even
1: this is the final swing, man. It really is. It's like the last trade deadline they can add multiple pieces. Won't be able to do it next year. I talked about that earlier as well. And the two timeline thing is totally true. It's why they added Trocheck. Yeah. It's they know they have three year window. Like. When do you think Panarin and Mika really fall off? Like the the decline has happened a little bit with Panarin, but it's started for him, yeah, as much I as think, think play, he yeah, might be two years
2: maybe, away from evidence. saying, yeah. "Wow, this albatross of a contract that Panarin has is really killing us." I wish we could move it.
3: Well, how many? What does he have? Three after this year.
1: Twenty twenty six is when he's up because it's the same year Connor McDavid is a free agent. This is
3: his fourth year with the team already. Wow. The honest to God, the fact that he hasn't even fallen off as like he's still a point per game player. Yeah. Um, it's three points. To yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's just, he, he's <laughs> so good that, that like he, him and Fox, like I feel like we're Fox is a little different. Cause like this year, I feel like as a, as a fan base, we're really like, yo, this fucking guy should be in the MVP conversations. Get out of here with just the well, north. If he
1: if Fox retired today, is he, is his, is his name in the, the well, rafters? Cause I think it is. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> right, it's like right, <laughs> right away. One of the best defensemen I've ever seen play, yeah. if not the best.
3: And, and we're like numb to him and Panarin's greatness. A lot of times. And like, it, you know, I remember Josh, Josh Calvin saying this to me a way back when Panera first signed that, that contract. And a lot of people were like, oh, you know, all the people I mercilessly retweet all the time under like the insider's tweets from when he signed <laughs> um, was, was, was that like, he thought he was going to age like Pavel Datsuk as a player. You know what I mean? Cause his game was never predicated on being like a, a freak athlete or like super speed. Like he just has sick hands. He's a good skater and, he knows his brain just works different, you know. Same thing with Fox. Like Fox is, Fox could lose what what little skating ability he even has tomorrow. That was Ryan's argument a for the Macar
2: vs. Fox debate. No, yeah, you know. <laughs> yes, I heard that.
3: That's
1: right. I forgot about that. I, I pitched it to I it to Fitz last year on a, a car drive. I was like, <laughs> Fitz, hear me out. Here's why I want Fox over McCar for twenty years.
3: <laughs> He's not wrong though. It's like it's, it's like uh, I don't even like you know what I mean when his athleticism went it was over but like I don't know uh, uh, Brian Tannehill is still like chugging along over here or something like that you know? Brian Tannehill I just yeah, say, yeah, so, like he, he
2: was mediocre I mean, the whole I'm, time I'm sorry, and that's why he stayed very, that way he was like okay very, cool very obvious Tom Brady like that was just the, really just sitting the guy that can't move that is still playing Well, uh, other than this year the, playing at the high level fuck <laughs> Tom Brady
3: <though. laughs> fuck, fuck Tom Brady forever though <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, man. Uh, any other topics you want to cover before we let you get out of here? Oh, I think I
3: covered. I covered just covered everything. I just honestly. want Igor to score it's a goal. Fun, so, boy, fun time this year.
2: Uh, they, if he scored the just score the to goal, to goal, goal. Then, oh, Igor scores goal, and then somewhere at the bottom of the page it would be like Rangers also played a game.
3: That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to talk uh, about, guys? The, vibes? The, the the vibes would have been back.
1: The Panthers pulled the goalie at nine minutes. <laughs> That's scored, right I, I respect the shit out of it.
3: Yeah. Yes. And, and Ryan, It I was good. The Rangers couldn't score for six winning. minutes. It's I was
1: unbelievable.
2: disappointed when Hito scored just because I knew that means Igor didn't get another chance.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like, oh, the fun's I think over. Hito was I guess upset I guess too. we had... <laughs> Yeah He even like yeah. he had the the Rye smile. Kako did the work, didn't matter. <laughs> Whatever. We'll be back next week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Actually, we'll be back at BSBOT later this week if you're a Patreon member, of course. Thank you so much to Fitz. Thank you so much to Dan. You can follow me on Twitter at Orymeek. Follow Fitz. Follow even me Even though in real want life, on various. Twitter as well. And you can't follow Dan. <laughs> so we'll talk to you guys. <laughs> okay. We'll be back then. Love you guys. Bye. Okay. It's the end of the show, so you know what I do here, I think, and read some names. Uh, it'll be short this week. Usually, sometimes I do a monologue or some things, but it's just... Pretty late on my end, so we're going to read some names and thank NHL Insiders Club. Thank you for keeping this show going, and I really appreciate it. So here we go. Adam Cassie, Adam Cohen, Adam Couturlo, Al- Adam Linder, Alan Ki- Adam Adam Keish, Alex Flynn, A- Alex Gartner, Andrew Ronner. Man, I'm fucking struggling tonight. Anthony Terragotta, Ben Waters, Ben Weber, Bill Rattel, Brandon Lacos, Brandon Magnum, Brett Ranger, Brett McGinnis, Brian Doyle, Brian Gallagher, Brian Mellon, Chris Frinelli, Chris Haru, CJ Stelweck, and Conrey P. Damage. Daniel Dayan, David Siegel, Dennis Dice, Darian Greg, Garrett Reynolds, Skip Gardner Cup, Gretzky, Fly, Harrison Haskell, Hippybitty Ian Rodriguez, Ian Usher, James Vasquez, Jerry Marquez, JD, John, 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 Jimmy Mac, John Hardesty, John Shea, Johnny Thundercogger, Jordan, Josh Kesselbaum, Christopher Florida, Christopher Burke, Christopher Kyle Franklin, Relaisik Gronowski. Second page: Lieber's kayak, Lou Matthew Goodwin, Matthew Klein, Meatball the Cat, Mechball Mike Man. Uh, Macuso? Man, I messed I mess that one up. Tell me how it is. Nate Hanafi, Neil Grover, Nicholas DiNicola, Pascal Perrier, pa- Paul J. Smith, Pavel Kodarev, Paul P. J. Cesbaro, Pro World's Best Gamer, Randy Tester, Ryan still hasn't watched Miracle. It's very true. Sig Box, Weingart, Thomas Walsh, Tommy Sinclair, Tommy Jr., the legend himself, Tommy O'Neill, Tommy from Manhattan, Upside, Vinny Hate, Will Specter, and Winston the Golden Retriever. Thank you so much to Dan. Thank you so much to Fitz. We'll be back with BSBOT and more. Sorry for a short little bit extra expo here, but you got it. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.